the fencing Zulu. Frozen orgy. Snootful. Wesley calls Picard Skipper. Welcome to End of the Wormhole with Larissa and Lauren. I'm Larissa Maestro, and here with me is my number one, Lauren Lowen, season one without the beard. (laughs) (laughs) Always without the beard. It's a particular, you know, preference, the no beard situation. You got to be in the right mood for it, you know? It's less itchy this way. Call me Bill. Uh, <laughs> Bill, what? Uh, so today we are continuing uh, a little series that we started. We have like a couple of these little series that we're starting to do where we take a theme and sort of like expand it over several episodes. Um, and this little series is the Star Trek remix. It's the thing that happens where Star Trek takes a thing that they've already done and then they do it again. <laughs> yes. And sometimes it can be just a homage or the first one, for instance, was sort of the Tribble uh, duality between the original series Tribble episode and then the Deep Space Nine one. And then other times it might be a premise or a, a plot that sort of um, recycled or rehashed and yeah. sometimes it works really well and maybe sometimes it doesn't and it feels sort of like then they're done that so we're kind yeah, of going yeah. into some of these yeah yeah sometimes you're like am I having deja vu and other times you're like why Rick Berman why sometimes it's like are we doing this again <laughs> really <laughs> did we need this again did we need to go back to this subject again or were you just out of ideas and the trouble one was really fun but i'll be super curious to hear what you think about this remix so this this remix this time around we're talking about the season one original series episode the naked time and the season one tng episode the naked now this is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) these are fucking hilarious Oh my gosh! And we're back in season one of Next Gen. We were we just there just a couple episodes back. ago, but we're also in. I didn't realize that. See, I'm going to get these episodes so confused between Naked Time and Naked Now. Yeah, but Naked yeah. Time was also a season one. It's like the fifth episode of the original series, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the sixth episode. So okay, well, on Netflix, on Netflix is seasons or, yeah. You never it's know. Very the, early, but yeah, I it's fifth didn't or sixth episode. It was so early. It's been a long time since mm-hmm. I've seen this one. Um, and the the TNG episode is like the third episode. It is literally the first like real episode after the pilot. After the know. pilot, yeah. And I almost accidentally auto played Code of Honor, which comes right, <laughs> right after this episode. I was like, whoo. Dodged a bullet there. Not today. I'm Satan. very not today. Yeah, not today. I am not watching that today. <laughs> it was like up next in 20 seconds. Code of honor. I was like, no, 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 no. 
close one. Phew. Oh, it was a very close one. I'm, I don't think I could have handled it. You know, there's just so much going on in the world to accidentally end up watching Code of Honor. Would it might break me? It would have been the last it straw. <laughs> it, I would be like this far, no further. Larissa would not be here if she had accidentally watched Code of Honor. It's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, so I don't know how you want to do this. I feel like it would be good to just sort of like talk about the premise itself. Yeah. First. Uh, and then talk about how each episode deals with it. Does it? Yeah, because yeah. it's really interesting. I'll just say that, like the triple remix we did, that one was interesting because it was more of like a love letter to the original series, and they were trying to be very clever about working a new narrative in between. I guess you say into the cracks, the the fabric yeah. of the original episode, and this one is is more of just like a beat by beat rehash of the yeah. of the TOS episode it's just let's put TNG characters in there so i i think you're right i think whereas tribbles it made more sense to dissect each episode this one's more about yeah let's talk about what's actually going on and how each series handled it yeah yeah totally it's i mean it's the exact same story it's just yeah it's exactly the it same is. story i was kind of surprised <laughs> watching them again i was like hey wait a minute like everything's the same. So in basically the premise is that the Enterprise in both episodes is on its way to a research station, whether that's a station on a planet or a ship itself, that's observing some sort of natural phenomena. And they get there and everyone's dead. It is, I mean... This is a thing that we've talked about before. That is scary to like arrive at a place that everyone's dead. Yes. Everyone's dead and you don't know why. In both cases, someone uh, died in the shower with all their clothes on, froze to death in the shower. People just lying on the floor. Mannequins just lying on the floor. <laughs> so many mannequins. <laughs> so many mannequins. Uh, people just basically doing drunk party shit and and now they're dead. Yes, death by partying is is what death I like by to partying. say. <laughs> uh so they're like this is fucking weird. Somebody from the away team comes back and starts to act drunk and weird and crazy and paranoid. In the TNG version it's Jordy and in the TOS version it's Lieutenant Junior Grade Joe Tormelin. In his case, he dies because he stabs himself <laughs> with a butter knife. He falls on a butter knife. <laughs> Luckily, Jordy does not die. Jordy is fine. Everything's fine. But after this, this condition starts to spread throughout both crews. And in the process of this happening, some kind of situation for both of them happens in which they are stuck Someone locks themselves in engineering and they can't get in there to fix a problem. And they're going to die because either they're crashing into a planet or a piece of rock is hurling through space at them and they need to move, but they can't because... Yes, there is some because, threat from the the phenomenon yeah. they're observing and somebody, you may have somebody, mentioned this, not only can they, do they have to get in engineering, but like somebody else takes over the ship while infected yes. and essentially, <laughs> essentially space drunk. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and in both cases, they lock themselves in engineering and no one can get to them. Yes. Because they're locked in engineering. 
on the original Enterprise, it's a guy obsessed with being Irish named Kevin Thomas Riley, who goes to the engineering control room, locks himself in, and then broadcasts himself singing an Irish folk song to the whole ship for the entire episode. Don't you love how we just talked about <laughs> Irish representation in Fairhaven, and now we're yeah. back to like the drunk like, Irish singing? And then on on the TNG episode, it's Wesley. Yes. Who gets drunk and then locks himself in engineering by by geniusing his own force field from a toy that he made. Yes. He has a science experiment. It's like basically a mini tractor beam. And then he is able to reverse engineer it so that it can also be uh, essentially like a force field that can repel, which... And he, I, I also love it because he happens to build like a little talk box that's the it mimics Jean Luc Picard like calling people to the bridge and stuff. And that's my that's watching one of my this, parts. you're like, gee, I wonder if this is gonna come into play later on. And so both both things do um, in yeah. the hands of a drunk Wesley. Which what is that quote again? You wrote it down in the notes, but so I'm drunk. I feel strange, but also good. <laughs> yes, yes, Wesley. <laughs> Yes, basically. Yes, that that absolutely is true. Um, And then they, you know, they're able to get in, get the the drunk person in engineering. They're able to get him out. The doctor, in both cases, finds a cure and vaccinates everyone. And uh, then they figure out how to get out of this dire situation that they're in. In the case of the original series... In the process, they also discover time travel. Right? And in the in the words of Larissa, are we going to go back to that ever again? No. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah, he's like, we <laughs> might risk it someday. And What the fuck? They discovered time travel, but also, like, no one's ever... Like, so they have to, like, really, really, like, deeply search in the TN- TNG episode for, like, this thing happening. It wasn't like an important day in history that that the Enterprise discovered time travel and everybody knows that this happened. Like it, it was like yeah. hard for them. to That's find a really this good point because when this happens in the TNG episode, I love how Riker's <laughs> like, "I remember studying something where somebody was found clothed in a shower. Like that's the big thing from the case." And you right, think it'd be like, right. "I learned in the academy." about the situation where, yeah, someone traveled through time and had to relive three days. But no, it's showering of your clothes on, which, you know, right. apparently is taught in the classroom now at Starfleet Academy. Right, right. This has never happened in this universe before. No one's ever time traveled in the history of Star Trek ever before. This is the first instance of time travel in Star Trek. And it's just like, oh, well, that was pretty cool. Glad we got out of it. It makes you kind of wonder if they did that because they wanted to set themselves up for like maybe in this early episode we should make this a possibility and then we can play that yeah. card later on and may- maybe it did. I'm sure, by the way, like I don't read the books and I know there's probably someone out there who's like, oh, well, in this book, actually, yeah. but we're just talking about the TV show and I haven't seen all of the TOS. I've seen a lot of it and a lot of it I haven't watched in a long time. So maybe I'm trying to think about it how does? did they... How did they get back in time for the whales? How did that happen? You know what I'm saying? That was like, like the slingshot around the planet. Yeah, that was not the same thing. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was just I was trying to see if it was the same. There's no way. There's no way it is. Um, 
TOS episode. I want to ask what you like, but also I feel like we need to talk about the scene where they go to the lab because of those wonderful biohazard suits. And then in relation to how those suits are involved with the initial infection. Yes. uh, Yes, we do. We have to talk about all of that. Yeah, that stands out in my mind a lot from this episode. Oh, this this opening of the naked time is so much fun to watch. It is. It's. Excellent. It's so much fun. It's just like ha 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 you know? Uh first of all, the suits that they're wearing, the spacesuits that they're wearing are really just like some pretty cloth. There's no it's pretty cloth. Their their helmets are just made of cloth and there's no there's absolutely no airtight situation at all happening. They're it's just draped fabric yes oh allow me to to nudge in for a second because I definitely had like a costume design art direction moment here oh yes please 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 yeah but especially back with the original series but throughout all of Star Trek or any like sci-fi thing you can tell people are going out finding props and cloths and are just being like sure this looks futuristic this is shiny this is metallic this changes color when you move it around like a butterfly this wing. Is shiny. So in yeah, this case, so, they found totally. this red sheer fabric that has these um, geometric repeating circles. And I can totally tell that probably what they thought is like, sure, this looks techy. Like these circles are some sort of, uh, you know, filtering circuit, te- yeah. techy tech fabric. So yeah. they made these, I mean, they look like biohazard suits like you would kind of see yeah. today. But then the funny thing, like you mentioned, is that you realize well, Joe, as you put it, crewman Joe, he has an itch on his nose. So he decides he's going to take his glove off and then put his hand up the head covering part. And that's when you realize, oh, God, there's no ceiling or anything. It's just like you're wearing a cloth bag over your head. Yeah, and he proceeds to itch his nose and then examine the space station with this glove off. And that's how the initial <laughs> infection gets on his hand yeah, and starts the whole thing. And there's so many things that we have to point out with this. The fact that it's like, okay, I oh, guess yeah. these suits aren't airtight. Um, <laughs> and also I'm thinking if you had an itch in your nose, because this is fabric, it's not like it's a hard, stiff material. Couldn't you just itch your nose through the helmet? You know, it's yes, just you absolutely flimsy could. fabric. You don't need to actually yes. take your glove off and shove it up your suit. No. No. Yeah. And I I thought the whole way that Joe gets infected is a little lazy. I would have loved it if the person fell out of the shower, kind of like the TNG episode, or the body fell over on him and maybe ripped the suit and he accidentally touched him. And that's why he got infected. It seems like there's like way more clever reasons or or ways that he could have been infected. Yes. A hundred percent. This is all because... Joe has bad hygiene <laughs> or Joe can't follow a uh, protocol. Like, why are you wearing the glove if you can just take it off whenever you want? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Also, watching this is a fucking nightmare when you're in the middle of a pandemic. I know. I know. There's a <laughs> lot of moments like that. I was like, no, 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 no. Why, why, why? I was like, don't. I was like, is this a PSA for don't touch your face? Like, this is, 
This is basically what I'm getting from me, from this whole scene is don't fucking touch your face, you guys. <laughs> Ugh. Oh my god. Or other people's face. Just don't, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Why is this guy? Why? And then he's just, and then he's like literally just like putting his hands on every surface. Yes. <laughs> like he's just like touching every surface. Okay. Yeah. So that that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And um, in the original one, it's it's uh, it gets on his hand, and then it's it's shown to move through sweat, right? Yeah. But in the mm. TNG episode, it's mutated, and I forget has it is it now in the air? Or how, no, how it's it? still it's still sweat. They don't they don't say it. Okay, it's just the it's just the cure is different. Yeah, that the cure that it's it's mutated somehow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a a very simple explanation as to why the original cure doesn't work. Okay. It must mutate. It must have mutated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. That's believable. That's fine. Hey, coronavirus, uh, we're having like three mutations right now, right? Right? We totally, so, we totally buy I buy it. I buy it. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Well, how do you like the depiction of everyone being intoxicated? I like how no one says drunk. I like to say everyone's getting space drunk, but... Yeah. How do you think TOS handled the the versions of all the characters getting intoxicated? So here's my thing. Joe did not seem drunk to me. Patient Zero was just like super paranoid. Well, I think like I was, you know, I was just like, what? There's different kind of drunks, right? There are lots of different kinds of drunks, but I was like. Uh, some people say like, oh, I'm a mean drunk or some people when they're drunk, they just. They do, I think, get a little depressed. Like if you're I mean, alcohol is a depressant, so definitely. I was I was just <laughs> there was a there was a wide range, but in general, it seemed like not counting Joe, original guy, men like to sing <laughs> and to sing to women or into the comm system, or they or they want to work out and take off their clothes. And women get really emotional. And so does Spock. <laughs> women and Spock get really emotional. Men want to sing. <laughs> Is Chapel the only female character that gets intoxicated? Yeah, because, I mean, technically, I think Uhura does, but she's just so pro. Oh, that's but, right, because she kind of snaps yeah. at Kirk. Yeah, she gets frustrated, but that's the which the rest of the time, she's just completely professional. <laughs> um, I, I mean, Nichelle Nichols is one of my favorite parts of the original series and always she's just like ev- even though she doesn't have as much to do as she should hmm. I, i'm just like oh yes her the look that she gives uh irish dude when he says something about let women work too she's <laughs> the look on her face is like fuck you <laughs> well i also like it when uh uh sword sulu fencing sulu comes in and oh he's God. like i'll save you fair maiden or something like that and she goes yeah like neither. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh no, not not neither of those things. Uh fencing Sulu. Oh my god, is, yes. I had forgotten that fencing Sulu was in this and I remembered oh, really? like as as soon as he said I'm going to go work out, he was like, "Let's go work out." <laughs> he sneaks off the Sorry, bridge. Like he sneaks off the bridge to go work out. That's that's what he wants to do uh as soon as he did that i was like oh this is fencing sulu i yes. was like this is where this is where it happens this and is he what- is fit 
He is so fit. He is hilarious in this episode. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He's, he's so funny. And I have to say, like, he's fit. And then also Spock, when he's getting uh, kind of checked over in the beginning for contamination, and he's just wearing yeah. the black T-shirt. Yeah. You know, it was like, like hi, Spock, Spock is fit, too. It's like, we need more of that. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hi, guys. Love it. I love it. I love it. There are definitely some, like, ooh, moments. Also... When when Spock gets sad, I don't know why. Like I love a brooding man. I guess I was like, oh Spock, oh him and Demar, right? You're a brooding right? alcoholic. I love <laughs> I love a brooding alcoholic. Yeah, but the the specifically the nurse Chapel gets drunk and then mm. is super emotional and like falls in love with with Spock. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> she just. But that's what happens when women get. But it's also like, this is the 1960s. Yeah. Well, and I think, it, I mean, again, it was like interesting. I thought both these episodes, what was really shocking is how early it is. Because you yeah. think there would have been more episodes to build up the characters. Right. Before you saw them drunk. And then there would be kind of more of a reveal. So, for instance, like mm-hmm. I, in my memory, my false memory, I thought there were more episodes in TOS before this. That maybe yeah. established that Chapel was fond of Spock. And then yeah. later when it's like, oh, my God, she's drunk and she's going to, you know, confess her love, you know. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's only like the first handful of episodes. So it's almost like setting up the character for later on. Yeah, you don't. Um, you don't and same get thing that. With Spock's emotional scene. By the way, I have to say the way that shot is really nice. And, it and is. Leonard Nimoy does a great job. But. It's, I, I got really emotional during that scene. Yeah, it's all one cut, and Spot comes in. He sits down, and the camera does this nice thing where it like starts out pretty wide and pushes in, and then rotates behind him. And for such like an intimate moment that doesn't have a lot of action, I thought the camera did a nice job of just kind of making it feel just very intimate and weighted. Yeah. Yes, I yes. completely agree. That was one of my favorite scenes. To it was I was a. Uh, sort of taken by surprise because yeah. I had I had not I did not remember that. I just remembered the fact that Spock got emotional because like, you know, because that makes sense in the universe of Star Trek. I did not remember though that he was he started thinking about his family and he started thinking about his heritage and he started thinking his about mother. his mother and how hard mother. it must have been yeah, to her. like to live on Vulcan and be a human and all this and I was just like yeah, and this is oh. after like drunken Irish songs and uh yes. you know again like shirtless Sulu fencing around the ship and stuff and so it's it is a huge contrast there. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's also sandwiched by the Kirk Spock slapping scene. Oh gosh, right yes. After right after it where it's Spock's like I'm embarrassed to be to like I think of you as my friend and when I get emotional about you I'm embarrassed and then Kirk just slaps him. There's so much slapping. There's so and much slapping. slapping. Kirk keeps slapping him because he's like, I need you to focus. We only have five minutes or we're dead. And then finally <laughs> and, Spock smacks him. But of course, since he's a Vulcan, no way stronger. You know, Kirk goes flying. Oh my god, it's amazing. I love that like Kirk is slapping him. They need more time, but like this is the time that Spock's like, You're my friend. And yes. I care about you. And Kirk's like, Thank you, but Thank you, time. but I need you to focus right now. 
What we are you, literally going to die. What did you think about uh, Drunk Kirk? <laughs> it just was like, Shatner. <laughs> Honestly, I was just like, I was like, oh, it's Shatner. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like in a weird way, he could just be Kirk in another episode. Yeah. Like he's definitely it, uh, agitated? Frantic? Yeah. Maybe frantic's a better word. Yeah. It did sort of ring true the the spirit of it. Like if you're in charge and you know shit's going bad and then all of a sudden you're drunk, like that's scary. That's a scary situation to be in. You're not going to be like singing Irish songs and engineering and having a great time. You're going to be like, I can't focus and I know that I need to. And this is scary. So yeah. I, that so that part of it I was like, yeah, that makes sense to me that like he'd be like losing it. But also it seemed like he was he started to like get emotional about the ship. Yeah. Is that just me? It's almost like he was he was reminiscing about the relationship with the ship and how that affects his relationships or lack of in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I thought was interesting watching these two back to back is how TNG portrayed the drunken factor versus the original series yeah and i feel like tng pulled that off a little better yes tos it almost seemed like with kirk it was it'd be interesting if there was a disease that just made people say whatever was on their mind (laughs) yeah that's to some degree what it felt like in some cases and then in other characters it really did feel like okay they're drunk like you said like sula being like yeah let's just let's go down and work out, you know, work out. And then he's like fencing and kind of woo off the walls. And I even could understand Joe being drunk and just sort of being like, what does it all mean, man? You know? Yeah, totally. I just still, I'm sorry that I'm stuck on this, but I'm like, who gets drunk and wants to work out? Like what, <laughs> like what world do you live in where you're like, I am wasted and I just want to go fencing. Maybe it's the equivalent of like, I just want to dance, man. Oh, yeah, maybe that's dancing. true. I guess that's true. You're Ooh. right. You're totally right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I don't think I've ever been like that kind of drunk. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain kind of drunk that you have to be like the belligerent. Like I want to like go do some crazy shit kind of drunk. I have never that never happens to me. Like I've never blacked out. Same here. I think because because I, I just fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I get tired. <laughs> I just get sleepy and I go to sleep. Uh, I have puked. But, like, I've never, like, been, like, let's steal a go-kart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never you know, got into that arena. Yeah. I've never. No. I've never been, like, let's wrestle each other. <laughs> I feel like in this episode, like, that's the kind of drunk that Sulu is. Okay. Sulu's, okay. Sulu's like, he would steal let's a break go-kart. into the zoo. Let's steal a go-kart. Let's drive around town. Let's take the shuttle. It's going to be. Uh, ser- like, for. Seriously, I feel like he's that that's that's what we're looking at with Sulu. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Do you mind if we jump to TNG in a way? Oh yeah, let's let yeah, we should. Because I feel like this is a good way to if we talked about how TOS's characters kind of were affected, how do you feel like in comparison, yeah, Next Generation handled it and their portrayal of of people getting space drunk? Uh, it's way funnier. Yeah, it really it's, ramps up by the end, especially. Yeah, it gets like, it gets very funny. Um, and it's sort of amazing because 
here we both are watching this episode, which was the second episode. Yes. Ap- the next episode after the pilot. So like nobody's been established. Exactly. Like, nothing has been established, but we know these characters so well now from everything that comes after this that watching it with that knowledge is so fucking lovely it's a really fun episode to go back and watch for me it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure but I think about how this was a not the best move when the series originally came out because yeah one of the things they were trying to do with marketing is push the fact that this was going to be a new Star Trek and not just a rehash and it's you know come on like the the first episode after the pilot is literally a rehash and like you pointed out this, I think, originally when it aired would have been a more fun episode if you had established all the characters. So even if it was yes. season one, but it was more towards the end, yeah, it would have it would have been more enjoyable. I f- I feel like absolutely, absolutely. I think that uh, knowing what we know, especially the, I mean, every every part of it is so so fun. All of the. Crusher Picard stuff is oh my, my gosh. fucking favorite. It is yes. like they're so cute. They're definitely having a great time. Like I, t- I, <laughs> you can tell that they're having fun. Like the little, the little uh, interactions that they have when he comes in to see her, and she's like, "What? Where the hell was I going?" And he's like, <laughs> "I don't know." <laughs> I love the hop. <laughs> This is the little hop. I told Keith, yes, he walked by and I was like, comes. wait for it. He's going to come in and hop. It's like the best scene. And he just goes, it's <laughs> so fucking great. Patrick Stewart is fucking adorable. He and Gage He's McFadden so, uh, have such great chemistry in this episode and are bouncing back ugh. and forth in such a fun way that they their moments. There's a lot of fun moments for the characters. But yes. yeah, the one where he comes in after the hop. And yes. he's like, Bam. and she's like leaning on the, yes. the her desk, and she's like, got her rolly chair, and she's <laughs> yeah it back and forth. He he, <laughs> and that's that's the thing. It's like so fun to watch it. And after, if you had like ten episodes before this, where you established Jean Luc being super serious and stuff, yeah. and then you see him being all silly and playful and drunk, and yes, and his being drunk for me, works better than, like, Kirk and stuff like that. Like, he yes, and Beverly do yes. feel like they're drunk, and they're kind of like, woo! And, yeah, but, yeah. But they realized, oh, my God, I have to focus or everyone's going to die. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Still, still, uh, st- still satisfies the competency porn for me because right. they're affected by this condition that makes it hard for them to work, but they're still trying so hard. They're yes. still, like, doing their best. It's, it's kind of like... Uh, Night terrors, you know, when they're all like falling asleep all over themselves and they're still just trying their best yeah. to do their jobs. <laughs> and just the little anyway. things they do. Um, like first of all, I do not now, doctor. <laughs> like Picard is <laughs> not now, doctor. It's like this bark. Please. Um, but like when that scene ends, he like gives this little weird playful wave and she like waves oh, back and um Oh, I love it when they're talking about giving the vaccine and they they both turn away at the same time and uh Patrick Stewart just has this like Oh my god, it's so cute. goofy loopy yep. face. Um just little decisions like that make make it so obvious like what's going in their heads and how just loopy they are and I love yeah, just the little from an acting perspective. I just love the little decisions they made. 
Yes, it's yes. so fucking like the cute. hop through the door. Like that's yes, totally yes. a playful thing that wouldn't happen if you weren't yes, into- intoxicated. Yes. I mean, this is a great time to bring up that like this episode is just full of memes and gifs. Oh, like yeah. people people go to this. This is a gold mine. So the there's the data wagging his finger. Oh yeah. There's that one. There's the data leaning and falling down. There's the little Picard wave. There's a little Picard hop. There's the Bev leaning on the desk. All of these have become like gifs and memes in our community. Like people use these as reaction gifts all the time. And it's because this is this is some excellent shit, man. This is this is so fun to watch. It's so much fun. I have a, um, a thing I want to tell you. I don't know if you know this. And yes, I, please. I think maybe I read it on Memory Alpha, but I can't remember. But when Gates McFadden uh, auditioned, part of it was a script. And she didn't realize that the premise of the episode was that uh, Crusher was intoxicated. So she actually thought that Crusher was always kind of like a silly doctor or a sassy. <laughs> so she thought that was like inherent in, in her character as Dr. Beverly Crusher and didn't realize oh until after God. she got it that, oh, no, she's not like that the whole time. So I love that. <laughs> And and there's a part of me that wants to believe that she kept a little bit of that, yeah, for the whole I thing because so she does she does she's always, I mean, everyone knows how how I feel about Beverly. I love her, <laughs> but she's always got like a little bit of a wink, you know, like she's always like, eh. yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, we got to talk about Tasha too. Yeah, I was I was gonna say other favorite things in this episode. Tasha is like all over the fucking place because first when she gets infected, it's because she's like being a good friend to Jordy. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jordy so that also gets- feels, I guess what I like about this episode, I'm sorry. Cause I'm interrupting you. Um, no, it's okay. I feel like the characters are not only more intoxicated, but I feel like they do a good job with the different shades of intoxication. Um, yes. So like Jordy getting drunk and then, kind of falling into this semi depressing spiral about like oh I want real eyesight like yeah I don't know that just to me like some people get start drinking and they you know lose that kind of filter or those safeguards and start to reminisce about like all their regrets and things they didn't get to do and it's sort of just they're a mess when they're drunk and then other people like Tasha like she starts to be all about like shaking her her butt as she goes down the hall and yeah she's yeah and stuff i do have in my notes in for the tng episode that in the tos episode women who are drunk get emotional and in the tng episode women who are drunk get a horny which is <laughs> <laughs> very true okay but sorry but back to tasha she is very sweet she's like there's that there's a line where she's she's like Jordy, I'm, I just have to do my job. This is my job. And then he's like, but I need your help. And then she's like, you're right. That's more important. What can I do to help you? Yeah. And that, you know how I am about I that know. shit. I was like, oh, good friend moment. Good friend moment. I love it. I love that shit. But yeah. So on one end of the, of the spectrum, she's so sweet and lovely and then she's like raiding Deanna's closet yes and all these things that we never see 
Troy wear. I love how she's like, you have such great fashion. And I'm thinking, really? We never see any of this. <laughs> I'm like, where did this very large scarf come from? Right. And like, is it a dress? Is it a scarf? It We don't know. That's another um, moment where you could tell they were like, we don't have a budget. Get these nope. scarves. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> we will never see Deanna wear any of this. Uh, and then she's like, just neat. She's like making out with random people in the in the hallways she's just so horny she's just like she goes from like i want to change my image and then she's like i just need to fuck like now she's just (laughs) well it's kind of nice seeing her being the one like she's got swag basically she's got like this swagger and you can tell she's just feeling herself it is a nice contrast from tos where it's just like that one blonde crewman who's trying to get around the singing guy and is like Spock he won't let me do my job you know like she's the one and so it's nice seeing Tasha kind of being the one who's she's not really like assaulting anyone but I I think that actually reminds me when she's walking down the hallway through the ship one thing that I definitely noticed that TNG does a little better than TOS is and again this may just been a budget thing TOS, you, you, all you hear is on the comm about how, like, fights are breaking out or there's all these disruptions, and you never really see anything no, besides our main characters it, yeah. and the one blonde crewman who, like, can't get around the singing guy. That's all you see. Yeah. yeah. And TNG, they don't have a whole ship going crazy, but you at least get some sense of what's going on in the ship. Like, when she is walking through the hallways and there are, like, random crewmen who are laughing and kind of slung over each other and that one starts kind of yeah like, giving her flirty faces back yeah you, you can tell you okay the ship's it. actually getting infected the crew is starting to get a little loopy and then yeah even they're she- like people making out in the background yeah. And shit. Or, yeah or there's it's great when wesley actually does take over engineering and i like how in tos the guy saying like there's going to be ice cream tonight in, in this episode. It's kind of a wink, wink. Wesley's like, there will be yeah. a dessert course before and after all meals, including breakfast. But when he's yeah. making those announcements and you have like what? It's like 10 extras that are just like all laughing and they're like one big happy yeah. crowd, like applauding. Yeah. Again, it's like, OK, this actually feels like these people are are really drunk and they're just. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like having a they're good time. just snuggling. They're literally just snuggling and giggling. And laughing like, at Captain j- Wesley. Like, yeah, yes. Wesley. Woohoo. <laughs> they're like, Yeah, man, it's great. This is fun. And just those little things are, are so great. Yeah. And that one that one uh engineering guy who's like basically acting like a baby. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my favorite drunk characters, I think. Yeah, he's, he's just like, like playing throw- with the chips. Like you said, yeah. they're like Lincoln Logs. And that's yeah. the perfect way to describe it. <laughs> I love that in this episode. Because that's the other thing, too. In the first one, Riley, I'm thinking like, if he's supposed to be this drunk where he's just rambling on the comm and, um, you know, singing and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, he's still got enough agency to actually shut down everything and change the frequencies on Uhura and all that. I'm thinking, how is he able to be so efficient and sneaky, but also completely drunk? And I like yeah. it on the TNG episode. You know, Wesley's sure he's still doing all this high tech stuff, but it's a combination of him and the engineer guy. And yeah, he's just yeah. like pulling things out and having fun with them. So it's more yeah. of accidental sabotage than yes. 
Yeah, it just feels like more realistic. Like if people got yeah, drunk, it really yes, does. They would get really careless, and that's how that's why they can't get into engineering, and the ship can't do what it needs to to get them out of danger. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with that. Um, <clears throat> again, that dude is hilarious, and the whole concept of taking out the isolinear chips <laughs> and playing with them. I mean, that is to be honest. Something that I have fantasized about. <laughs> Instead of a ball pit. It's just, yes. those chips would kind of hurt. I guess it would hurt. I don't know. There's something like tactile about like the way that like whatever sound effect they use for right? them. Like it sort of sounds like, like, uh, you know, the sound of like mahjong tiles. Oh, I can imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, um, or like Scrabble tiles. Yeah. It's just like that clicking that clicking sound, like I love that sound. There's like so, it's something about it that's really satisfying. Just like a sensory like, thing. Yeah, it's a total sensory thing. It's like I, I think it's, you know, like an Amelie where she like loves to stick yeah, her hand in like in the barrel and like a bag of lentils. Yeah, I it's like that. Like I just want a pile of isolinear chips and I want to like throw them in the air like this dude is. Like, like I want to just like play. I want to like just play with them because that sounds like fun. I'm imagining I would like totally a, like the American Beauty scene with the roses. Yeah, I'm now just imagining you and like the <laughs> chips like chips. flying out. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! Yes! Uh, yes! <laughs> Can we can we uh Photoshop? That's that? the like please Photoshop this moment, but also <laughs> please <maybe> Photoshop. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of rose petals, isolinear chips. That's what I, that's what I that's what I want. I'm totally into it. Um, I also the other thing about the TNG episode, and I think it's just because you know the time it was made and the humor was different. That there are way more like little joke moments. Uh, just just like little tiny jokes here's a joke here's a little joke here's another joke here's a little joke like the like it was an adult who did it <laughs> joke like like the like there are just so many like data trying to lean on a thing and oh falling over like like that kind of stuff so like slapstick yeah there's there's so much more slapstick than in the tos episode and i mean there are like really funny moments in that episode but there aren't like it's not the same as like like purposeful little joke moments that happen in the TNG episode. And I think that's one of the things that makes it so much fun to watch is that like it's just fucking silly. Yeah, it's wacky. <laughs> you know, I've mentioned mm-hmm. wacky Star Trek. This one gets much more wackier. Yeah, so we love wacky Star Trek. Yes, we enjoy the wacky Star Trek. Yeah. And um yeah, we I mean we gosh, we have to talk about not only Data, but then Data and Tasha. We could do an entire episode about Data season one. Yeah, we've mentioned Data season one when we talked about Haven, about how they were, Data was still cooking, as you said. Yeah, Data's not done yet. Yeah, and so that's also a weird thing, the fact that we know he's an android. But again, if this was like later in the season, I think we would have appreciated Data getting so wacky and out of character. Do they ever yeah. explain how data really gets infected? No. I know it's brought up, but they don't. They're just like, roll with it. They don't explain it. They don't explain it. Like later in the series, he would not be affected. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I think you're right. Like he would be like like in the game, like he would be incapacitated somehow. And mm. 
That's and right. then would you know and then would come back and be the the and still do that it would almost be interesting if you really wanted to pull that off if there was somebody who was infected and drunk and they did something to data and yes. then data just wasn't working properly and so that's what was causing you know yeah. like the malfunctions <laughs> yes yes or i mean they kind of do that in generations with the emotion chip yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, it wouldn't be exactly that. But yeah, it would, yeah, yeah. It'd just be interesting if there was something disabled or. Um, yeah. 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 Because you know how it is in Star Trek. You hold up like a glowy stick and it's like, boop, 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 boop. Oh, yeah. they've turned off my <laughs> blah, blah systems. And now I can't like move right. So I keep doing all the slapstick stuff or. Yes. Anyway. They turned off my blah, blah systems. Uh, I feel like my blah blah systems are working great. <laughs> and also, you've brought this up too with uh, when we talked about Haven was that data, since they were still kind of figuring him out, there's moments where he does seem very emotional when he shouldn't be. And the fact yeah. that he has, he's not infected yet, but he goes to get Tasha and then she, that's like one of the most iconic, you know, images of Tasha yep. in that uh, dress she's wearing. In the the we curly, will talk the about that Superman curl, the, the Superman curl, yeah, the under boob exposure, the deep V cut, yeah. waistline in the pants, which was so popular on TNG during this season, like the V cut. I know every every deep every one pants. of those like <laughs> Aryan people on that on that uh oh, all those, those blonde people on that planet justice. in ethics they've yeah oh justice sorry. With the low V-neck or the low V-cut <laughs> pant. Oh yeah, my God. but he almost seems like nervous. Like he and, and like he right? kind of swallows like timid. Gulp. And I don't. But, but again, like data shouldn't be that way. No. So that no, it's kind of weird going back to season one where, you know, he's supposed to be operating fine, but he can get nervous or. Yeah. yeah or he like, wouldn't hey, be like wait a minute. Uh, Lieutenant, this is not a good time. And I would be happy to assist you when the crisis is finished. <laughs> you know, like I <laughs> I don't feel like Data would be like distracted by something. Or like, he, this. like you said he gives that like a uh, little little sneaky smile when she drags him in. Yeah. Um, little, like gross. It's like kind of a gross smile. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's like <laughs> okay, if he's infected or disabled, sure, but this is you know, this is supposed, this to, be is supposed to be normal data. Yeah. I have to bring yeah. up Worf. Oh, okay, okay, okay. One thing I'm kind of surprised they didn't do, considering Sulu has a sword and is chasing people, is I why did think didn't about this. Worf get drunk and have a batleth and is just like, oh, fight me. <laughs> right? Dude. Yes. Okay. I did think about that. I did. And then part of me was like, maybe they were like, that is the thing that would make it too similar to the original episode. That, right, that's pushing that, it. <laughs> that's, that's this far, no further. <laughs> like, what? Everything else about this episode is exactly like. It could have been fun if it was just something in the background, like Picard going down the hallway and you just see Worf in the background chasing someone with a bat lift. <laughs> yep, yep. Although I will say it is really cute seeing Worf like really trying to like do everyone's job, like <laughs> hopping back and forth between the two con stations, like just just try really trying to stay like 
on it because he knows everyone else is fucked up. Yeah, he's pretty straight in this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. He is. He's very, very straight. I'm just like, there's so many, there's so many just like hilarious moments in this episode, in both episodes. There's just so much going on. And it was a pleasure to watch both of these. I was asking myself, like, have I actually seen Naked Time, like, in its entirety? Because I thought maybe it was one of those things that I've seen scenes here and there. Right. Kind of like when you turn the TV on at midnight and The Godfather's on, and but it's already, like, 60% <laughs> through. And yeah, so yeah, it's like, yeah. well, I've, I've basically seen it, but not from start to finish. But watching yeah. it, I, I thought, yeah, like, I have seen it all the way through. And Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, it's funny because it is wacky, but for, like, for me, it's not as coherent. All right, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, do I like the Tribble one more? And I uh, I think I might like the Tribble one more, even though I don't want to say Naked Time is a bad episode. It's not a bad episode. Yeah, it's just it's just not totally cohesive. I'm trying to think, like, if I like the TNG version one better or the TOS one, or if they were just trying to be different things. There's so many ways you could go about this, too. Because, yeah, again, yeah. like, TNG, this being such an, I mean, one of the first episodes, it was kind of yeah. a bad move from marketing, even though we've agreed it's fun. But is it good? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, uh, because they did sort of take this premise and do it even more times than just this. You know, like, 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 like I mentioned earlier, the game is very similar in its, yeah. In its premise. That's more of a metaphor this. for like drug addiction. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But, but the whole, the concept of somebody brings something to the ship that incapacitates yes. the whole crew and makes them all fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a concept that's happened again. Yeah. Yeah. That's happened more, more times than just this. So I keep thinking like, I would have loved to have seen this in season five, you know, yeah, not season, not the second episode of the first season. Yeah. Like in season five, it would have like all of this would have been like, can you imagine season five Crusher and season five Picard? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like flirting this way after all that build up. Yeah. After all that build up, like imagine fucking Jordy like how heartbreaking all of that all of those moments with Jordy yeah would be because Jordy's has always been so and so even like, mentions in the episode he's always been so proud about his you know his eyesight you know yeah I'm quotes on it but yeah he's so to have all these moments with these characters uh I think would have been more impactful if he had it later totally totally like even like the the like silly moment with Riker and Troy would have been like more, more intense. We wouldn't have had Tasha, but That's like true. we would have had Guinan though. Oh, a drunk Guinan. I think That's actually what, I what, wish. what you could have done if this was later is we didn't really talk about Troy, but there is that scene where she's just like, Bill, everyone on the ship, I can feel them. Like, so Troy suddenly is getting all these drunken minds in hers. And she's kind of coming on to Riker. Um, But but I think she would be Troy. Like, she would be basically a magnet for all this sexuality. And she would be the one who has the swagger and is bopping around and and stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 So you you could pull off a similar vibe. 
you could definitely pull off a similar vibe. And and there would be, I mean, I just feel like it would have been so, like, like we've said this so many times, it would have been so much more effective if we had all of this backstory. You know, like it would have been, it would have been cuter. It would have been funnier. It would have been more interesting. Yeah. You know, like they, they were, they were like scared. It's almost like they were scared because this is a big deal continuing this classic TV show that had such an incredibly loyal fan base and trying to do it again. Like that's, it is scary. So, so basically that it's, it feels sort of cowardly to do this episode as the second episode. You know what I mean? It seems like, yes, yes. It's, yeah. it seems like, uh, it, it seems like they lacked confidence in their own yes, yes, ability. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I think about what you did say in the triple remix where, the nice thing about the Deep Space Nine episode was they were doing it because it was the 30th anniversary, right, mm-hmm. of Star Trek. And so, you know, obviously that timing influenced it. But also we get it midway through that franchise of Deep Space Nine, the yeah, series run. Yeah. And so by then, like you said, we have all this backstory. And it's almost like this series just kind of took a fun break. Uh, I remember you yes. mentioning that it doesn't affect canon. Like if you miss the episode, you're not going to miss out on some important thing about Odo or Cisco. But it's yeah, yeah. so not only is it a well-made episode, but it's also just fun to see those characters in that environment, in that situation. Yes, yes. And like you said, obviously, since everything's online and, you know, we've, we've seen all these episodes hundreds of time. When you go back, mm-hmm. you kind of in a weird way, you like, do you have that backstory to say, oh, yeah. it's so funny to see you know, Picard and Beverly like this, but in real time when it came out, yeah, yeah you it, don't, you, nothing's we didn't established. didn't have that context. And, um, yeah. and it probably was frustrating for some people just to see this new, you know, this promised new Star Trek and then just to feel like, oh, it's going to be recycled. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think now if you watch it, it's fun. Like for me, now like it's I fun. said, Absolutely. this is a fun one just to, to go back and for me, one of the rare ones from season one that I actually enjoy. Yes, same, same. I did remember this episode quite well, actually. I rem- I didn't yeah. remember. There were there were moments of the, like, once once I got back into it, I was like, oh, yeah, naked time. I know you. I know you well. <laughs> I remember you, Kevin Thomas Riley. <laughs> I love how he says his whole name. Yes. <laughs> It's like it's like you know, like you meet a four year old that like no that just learned how to say their whole name and they want to say their whole name to you and their age. And I'm <laughs> yes, I'm and three I'm also and a half. Like that's, it's always very important when you get to that half. Yes, mark. yes, totally. <laughs> they want to they want to give you all the details. That's what it felt like. Yeah. He was like, my name is Kevin Thomas Wiley, and I am twenty five and a half years old, <laughs> and I am Irish. My mom told me I was Irish. <laughs> that like really? I'm sorry. That's like what it felt like to me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had, uh, I have fond memories of these episodes. Um, I love a wacky Star Trek, and like, even though, <laughs> even though y'all, why'd you do this so early? It's still so much fun to watch this episode. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I would say for this one, it's more interesting to watch them back to back where I felt like the triple one was more, you know, you kept saying it was like a love letter, like the Deep Space Nine one. It's really fun to see how those fit together. Um, They're like two pieces of the same puzzle. Um, Whereas this one, it's just kind of like, hey, 
they did this and they kind of did that here. So I'm not going to say it's one of those that it's amazing. You don't need to watch them back to by back. watching yeah. them together. But yeah. yeah, you will definitely notice similarities if you do. Yeah. I mean, it'll be fun. <laughs> Question uh, mark? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But it's not necessary. Like, yeah. you could, I mean, th- but these are definitely episodes that like, like any random day I want to put on a Star Trek, like I would totally put on Naked Time and just be like, <laughs> I'm just going to put that on right now. I just, I would like to see some shirtless Sulu running around in a hallway with a fucking sword. And who I'm, wouldn't really? Who, who, like really who wouldn't? That's what we need. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. I've, you know, we're, we're going to do more of these. There are so many more uh episodes like this that are like wait a minute i feel like i know what's happening here did i already see this uh there we have a whole list of them if you think of any let us know you can send us a dm comment on a an instagram thing or whatever i like you know or you know you probably have our phone numbers so just text us (laughs) and we'll take a look or a watch yeah yeah we'll watch Yay! I think we did it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Find us in the collective at intothewormhole.show. On Instagram at intothewormhole.podcast. Into the Wormhole is brought to you by We Own This Town. Uh, Beverly unsuccessfully putting up her hair while whispering, must find the answer. That's that's your vibe right now. That's, that's your mood. That's my fucking vibe.